Po boys with Pete and others. Po boys, totally regular edition, covering stuff that we're always going to cover. Business nothing to hide. Here. Nothing to hide. Nothing, no nothing to hide. Your two favorite thorough explorers into the mythos and the EU of all things Star Wars. Your two favorite avid readers. Run of the mill episode, you know. Totally we we, we have one. We have an episode come out every single week. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're in the hundreds now, and there's nothing that's unique about this episode. There isn't. In fact, mm-hmm. you might say that this is a very unique episode. As a you shout might, out to my yeah. father, who hates that term. Yeah, um, uh, yeah there, nothing's very unique. Unique is one of a kind, Peter. Never use that word. And yet here it comes every. Uh, Every seventh conversation, I say very unique, and then he says Peter, yeah, but, and I'm like, and I'm like, Dad, it's Pete's Peter. Very unique is one, one of, a, of kind. a kind for only one reason. Say a person with three eyeballs that is unique, but then there could be a person with three eyeballs and three arms and a tail and wings, and you might say they are particularly unique or very unique. I'm just saying. Fine, you're a better son than I am. All right, all right. We've we've established this episode to episode, Josh. I'm defending <sighs> you, dummy. Um, thank you. So uh, look. this is this is Safer Work podcast. Um, we'll just burp 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 that insult. Um, uh, um, everyone knows Pete and I. Are, we read a lot. We talk about all kinds of Star Wars well, stuff. Well, I read a lot. All right, People Josh. He he likes the pictures. It. Josh is we're like, oh, we're the visual dictionary pictures. Oh, yeah, I don't have so, any more pictures. Of course we're up to date on Star Wars books. Of course we're reading all of them. Of course, if one of our good friend's characters had a book written about them, of course we read it. Of course we read it a bunch, and we read it immediately, and there's just so much going on that we're only just now getting around to talking about it. Not well, because we, it we came up in our text thread, but we because... We wanted to spotlight it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we wanted um, to give it time. We wanted to give it the time it deserved, and there was just so much going on earlier. There was just so much going on with the Paul Olympics, and we wanted we didn't want to shoehorn it in. We wanted it, so we did a bunch of bad episodes lately. You might have noticed to to so it'll shine all the brighter. And yeah, it's not I an mean, emergency recording. This was always a plan. We read it. Say, say you have a garden, okay? And mm-hmm. with this garden, you know you're, you're planting stuff. You need you need sunlight, and for this episode to flourish, it couldn't be overshadowed by all of the other comings and goings, um, different events, figures, tables that were happening in the Po Boy universe. That's right. And and I mean, this podcast is such a well-oiled machine anyway that like we couldn't have we couldn't even even we didn't know what we were talking about. We haven't read this book. I mean, I know intention of reading this book. Even then, we couldn't just cram it into the schedule willy-nilly. No, 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 no. Because it's such a well-oiled machine. We got this. We got the schedule for Poise planned out until 
2021. Yeah, mid-2021 right now. I mean, we're... You were about to say 2030. <laughs> I was about to say 2023. <laughs> oh, is that when Celebration is? May as well be. Uh, I think that's when the next Star Wars movie comes out, apparently. Um, oh, okay. So anyway, it'll be 33. So just, you know... 33 years closer to the grave. There'll be some people with suspicions. There'll be some people trying to fan the flames amongst otherwise healthy relationships who are scheming in the corner, trying to get in on it. It's it's fine. Don't worry about it. There's a regular episode, nothing special, and we're very good readers. We're very good friends. Um, yeah. And, I mean, this is, this is a big one. Um, it's definitely a big episode. It's something that we've been wanting to do and that we've received no outside pressure because we don't really succumb to pressure. No, um, no. And we don't do episodes based on what our friends tell us to do. We we generally want to do this episode. I'm making a scene. And we definitely do. And we're definitely doing this episode not because we're afraid of a zoom birthday that's coming Mm -hmm. and this person kind of blowing up our mics when we have that Mm -hmm. person i'm not Mm -hmm. saying his name is big george but um when that person's birthday is coming up we don't want this person to make a scene we're not saying that no we are not no and this is what we are saying is what we just said so we'll, we'll we'll get to that um yeah um you got you got any star wars stuff going on well, there, as as um, you all know, Poeheads, I mean, you're listening to the Star Wars podcast. You're you're a big fan of the Star Wars, and um, we just last week covered our draft uh, for Star Wars Squadrons. Yes, and thank you all so much for voting for my team in the poll that was posted about that episode, where you put a poll on our Twitter for people all to right. vote between our two teams. <laughs> No need to get mean that I forgot to post it. Right. Dead. <laughs> let's, let's let's stop there. Um, so Josh, you got it. I didn't. Um, yes, Star Wars Squadrons. How? What? Let's let, give me you know three hot takes. Three hot takes. I can't do that. All right. You know what? Give me a give me a hot take and then two ice cold ones oh, so that goodness. it can simmer down the hot take. Oh, goodness. Look. All right, just say something about the game. I'll be the first to admit I was shocked that this game got good reviews. Um, pleasantly surprised, though. I have played slightly less than half of it. I think there are ten missions in the campaign. Spoilers, I guess. Uh, and I believe I completed the fourth mission. It's cool. It's, it's like a flight simulator. It's not like... The vehicle combat in Battlefront mm-hmm. 2, mercifully. So there's definitely a learning curve to it, but I, I find it pretty fun. I will say, being in an X-Wing or being in a TIE Fighter, A, TIE Fighter, stupid as heck. It takes up so much of the screen. So much of the screen is just nothing, and then you have a little circle. It's like, really? you got, okay. you got a big, giant TV. Doesn't matter. Only gonna be a circle in the middle because it's a freaking Tie Fighter. All stuff we complain about okay. about Star Wars. Tie Fighters are ridiculous. Okay, Tie Fighters are ridiculous. Don't come at me with any complaint about Star Wars and the mythos or the storytelling or oh, raise Mary Sue. Oh, Tie Fighters are insane. They're preposterous. Okay, they're preposterous. Um. Okay. Whew. A wings rule, but it's it's one of those things where. It's like lightsabers look so cool, but then 
in practice. If you if you actually had one, like you wouldn't be able to make it look cool. So uh-huh. it's like X wings are very cool, right? But in the context of Squadron, I'm like, boy, I don't remember the X wings in the movies constantly having to realign the very tip of their snout to shoot the Tie Fighters. Like, I don't remember them bobbing up and down and left to right so frenetically in the movies as mm-hmm. if it is a dog whose snout is being grabbed or something. Um, so that it, it maybe takes a little mystique out of it when you don't know what you're doing. And I guess mercifully, you can only see in the cockpit. I think if you saw the whole ship driving around, it, it, it's like you're, you're driving around inebriated. It's like a, an inebriated um, that's X-Wing simulator. That's interesting you say that because what I've noticed, and this is just from watching TV, Star Wars TV shows and then reading a couple books, is they're making a concerted effort to say A-Wings are trash. I mean, they got just destroyed left and right in Rebels. And that's the last time we see, we see them really prominently. Um, and then in Shadowfall which is the second book in Alphabet Squadron, they love talking about the TIE Fighter and how precise it is and how its shields are terrible, but that's because it can move around so like dainty-like and like a ninja. But it sounds like it's actually trash. I thought the circle would give you a better um, scope, a better field of vision no to do power. stuff. It would, it, you have no peripheral. Well, I mean, you're, just, you just, you're locked on target. You stay on target. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's always good to have nothing but uh, literal tunnel vision in 3D space. Like it's not even like a car with only a windshield. Uh huh. It's not even like that because a car does not go up and down. It's like a plane with only a windshield, but the windshield's also just a hole somebody punched in the front of the plane. And also you're in space and people are shooting at you. I would love um, to know the background of who designed the TIE Fighter and if they had ever had any inkling that there would be this much vitriol for something that they probably made in like a night and then perfected <laughs> over like a month of production and that 40 years ago we're still like, oh, it's just a circle. Nobody, oh, this is so stupid. And it's just like... My guy, well, that was—that's not how that was designed. Designs for both were sketched out by George Lucas, and they were—they were obviously perfected by others over the course of New Hope. But yeah, I mean, I—I I certainly have no vitriol for the Tie Fighter. Don't get me wrong, I love Tie Fighters. Um, I love to destroy just, them because I—I I don't like the Empire. I never play, if I get that game, I'm never doing the Empire ever. Well, then you're not getting through the campaign. Um, oh no. <laughs> All right, are we done? Uh, let's let's get into the episode. Sure, sure. But yeah, I just to say it's you know, time fighters are goofy, and for all it's it's one of those things where it's like everything that people tend to complain about about Star Wars, but we're all just signing off on the time fighter. Okay, go for it. Uh, also, real quickly, apparently, I don't know. This is getting a little more into the weeds than we usually do, but apparently, love the weeds in the, in the German Disney Plus social media. Um, confirmed Rosario Dawson and Timothy Oliphant for season two of The Mandalorian. Um, okay. Uh, no uh, word on who, but, Tim- yeah. Um, Justified. And, Ros- oh, sorry, you said Rosario... <laughs> 
this shows Rosario Dawson's. This just well, I <laughs> no lie, my mind immediately. I'm, I'm I don't know why I'm tired. I've had like three cups of coffee, um, but my mind went to Roseanne, and I'm like. Really? I'm like, <laughs> in what world is yeah, she? Yeah, Disney in... did a huge about face. Um, in what world is she in that? Um, well, that's cool. I mean, I would imagine um, Timothy Oliphant is like just. If we haven't seen an announcement, it's probably like the Jason Sudeikis cameo. Well, there's already been rumors about the character he's playing, but we don't. Oh, really? Okay. Um, yeah, we're not. We don't. We don't. Um, kind of get in the muck of those rumors because you know it's beneath us and we're not we we don't do clickbait all right clearly anyway so about this book that we read um yeah so this is an episode of book boys called poe dameron free fall starring our dear friend oscar isaac hello oscar hey oscar it is a canon young adult novel written by alex segura that focuses on poe dameron during his time love alex segura kajimi yeah and uh whatever it was published on august 4th so we are um, um, timely as ever. Busy, and we busy, and, busy. and we read it August fourth, cover to cover. Oh, August, absolutely. A- August fifth, we weren't reading it because we we re- cover to cover. We read yeah, all three hundred and eighty four re- pages. Three hundred and eight no three hundred and eighty four pages is what yeah, you're saying. We this buy like three pages. Yeah, yeah. And so obviously we both know what we're talking about. For the benefit of you, the listener, if maybe for some reason you. Um, haven't read this book like a crazy person just to give you some backgrounds you know maybe publisher summary here yeah um, yeah, yeah 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 i mean just yeah, just, just for for you guys sp- because some, uh, sometimes um, yeah. yeah 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 so because sometimes you know you and i were on the same page we're in the weeds you know we've just read books so hard mm-hmm. um but our listeners they've got nine to five jobs you know yeah, they got true. they got that's the weight of the world um you know they've got things to do places to be they may, maybe they want to they want to but uh they just can't yet with this yeah and so if that's the case just to give you some background um, yeah Pope sit Darren, back Poe Dameron has always wanted to fly. His mother, Shara Bay, who was an A-wing pilot for the Rebellion against the Empire, was more than happy to show her son everything she knew about flying, but she died an untimely death, and Poe was left alone with his father, Cass Dameron, who struggles with grief and a desire to keep his son safe. Now 16, Poe wants nothing more than to leave his home on the quiet moon Yavin 4 to find adventure in the wider galaxy, while his father wants nothing more than for him to stay put. So when a group of smugglers offers Poe a job piloting them off-world, it feels like an opportunity he can't refuse. And by the time he finds out the smugglers are actually part of the fearsome criminal enterprise called the Spice Runners of Kojimi, Poe is already in deep, burgeoning friendship, and perhaps more, with one young Spice Runner, Zori, is even more incentive for Poe to stick around. But is this a life he's meant to have? Is it even the life he wants? With danger closing in, Poe will have to figure out where he stands and what he stands for. And none of this is news to me. Yeah, and that was also just like, oh, I was getting flashbacks to 
reading, you know, yeah. all 380. It me a lot of the text of the book I read. And I was like, oh, Bay. And I'm like, oh, no, Bay. And then, right. yep. Um, yep. Sure, then, right. then it's just like pff, 16. And he thinks he knows what he wants to do with his life. Yeah, I thought it was um, really compelling how now 16, um, Poe wanted nothing more than to leave his home on the quiet moon Yavin 4 to find adventure in the wider galaxy. And, uh, it's just... and it was equally compelling, honestly, to me, and maybe this is just me getting older, equally compelling to me was uh, while his father wants nothing more than for him to stay put. I was also thinking about, like, for me, reading this as detailed as I did, and you know me... It's not that I'm taking notes, but it's more I'm letting the pages sink into the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. 384 uh, pages. 384 pages. And I was just thinking, you know, where does this rank, this father-son relationship, mm-hmm. in the grander scheme of father-son relationships? Like, mm-hmm. is it uh, a Han-Ben? Is it a Luke-Anakin? Um, and honestly... Th- where where do you, where 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 yeah and it's it's hard because obviously you know poe's left alone with his father castamera who struggles with grief and a desire to keep his son safe so uh that's definitely that definitely that facet of the relationship certainly throws a wild card in when you're comparing this father-son relationship to other um, father-son relationships in the franchise. And, of course, Poe is left alone with his father, Cass Dameron, who struggles with um, grief and a desire to keep his son safe. So the, you you, uh, you definitely have to keep that well, so in it's, mind as well. It, what also really plays into this is you have a father and then you have a son. And yes. you have a son who had a mother, Bay, yeah, sure, and then Bae. you have a father who wants to keep him safe. Mm-hmm. And we, and mm-hmm. that's something that's, it's honestly a universal story of a mother and a father. You know, people have those. I have them. Josh has them not to out, not to, out, not to out Josh. And honestly, you know, as we're Americans, um, that's just something that parents want to do is to keep it safe. So it's like a universal story of like, Oh, I want to keep you safe. Yeah, yeah. His mother, Shara Bay, um, you know, who was an A-wing pilot for rebellion against the Empire, was more than happy to show her son everything she knew about flying. But she died an untimely death, which is sad because, you know, obviously they, you know, uh, want to keep their son safe, but then she died. Uh, and she actually died an untimely death, though she was more than happy to show her son everything she knew about flying. And that part was good. I liked the, the part of the book where she was willing to show her son everything she knew about flying. And here's really resonant. Here's the thing, too. As somebody, you know, I've talked about how I have father-son issues. Um, not quite to this um, level. Um, I wouldn't say that my dad has wanted to keep me safe. Uh, yeah. But he also doesn't need to. Many because, times, quite the contrary. Uh, he doesn't really need to because I'm just so swole, swole, and huge. And I have such huge muscles. And aren't they bigger than yours? Um, mm. But Poe, it seemed like he wanted to do n- nothing more than just to leave this quiet this yeah. quiet moon of Yavin 4 because mm-hmm. I mean you're quiet right and you live in this quiet spot 
you really can't do anything, you know? Like, it's just... Yeah, and I know all our fans out there are like, Gavin 4, though, the award ceremony, A New Hope. Like, why would you ever want to leave Gavin 4? It's so cool. Think of all the history. Why would you want to leave? But you have to remember um, that Poe nothing more than to leave his home on the quiet moon Gavin 4 to find adventure in the wider galaxy. Yeah, and, and, and it's also his dad wants him to stay put, mm-hmm. whereas mm-hmm. he just wants nothing. Like, honestly, he wants adventure. think about think galaxy. think about this. Think about this. OK, mm-hmm. we all have hopes and dreams. We all have wants and unwants. OK, mm-hmm. and with that, I have so many unwants, right? Like, um, don't like, even get me started on my unwants. But I mean, I ju- just just today, you know. I was thinking of all the things I want. Um, I want nothing more than the Mandalorian to come sooner. Um, I want to have more time in the day to do my workout routine. But this Mm -hmm. guy, okay, this guy, there was nothing more. He wanted nothing more, okay? Nothing more (laughs) than to leave his home on the quiet moon of Yavin 4 to find adventure, not in just this galaxy, but a wider galaxy, a, yeah. a wider. I mean, think about that. That's that's crazy. This book yeah. is ins- it's it's it's. it's yeah. I really it took it up another notch. Honestly, it did. It did. It really went to eleven. And let's talk about that word nothing, because you're thinking, well, certainly not nothing more. Like maybe he might want to stay put. Well, no, 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 no. no, no, no. You think? You think? You think? He actually wants nothing more than to leave his home. Nothing more. Just think of any noun. He wants to leave home even more. But like, of course, the big thing here is um, we get some insight into Poe's time as a spice runner, which is that very fun and lovable and enjoyable wrench that was thrown in to the Rise of Skywalker script for reasons. And so here, uh-huh. of course... We have Zori, one young Spice Runner, Zori. Yeah. Even and... more incentive for Poe to stick around. And the Spice Runners of Kaijimi make an appearance here. Very big deal for, for us people looking to get more info on Rise of Skywalker. And here's the thing, too, is mm-hmm. a, I love how they just put him in different environments and we kind of get to see this situation like Rey when she's, you know, on Jakku and then she's going to these different landscapes. Like, we're seeing... We, uh, we're seeing so he's on he he's leaving his home on the quiet moon Yavin Four to find you know he's he's trying to find something and he's looking for it. what he finds is a group of smugglers that want him mm-hmm. to pilot off world so not we're not talking the quiet Yavin Four all right no. because that's not the world one side of Yavin to another we're talking off world and mm-hmm. on uh, all right. In life, and, and when they bring up going off world, like I don't, I'm, I'm one of those guys I tend to want to get ahead of the book, or like when I'm watching a movie, I'm constantly trying to to, to predict um, what happens next. And when they're like, "Hey, we're gonna offer Poe a job piloting us off world," first thing I thought was, well, "Wait a minute, now 16, Poe wants nothing more than to leave his home." I'm quite movie I'm for, so that actually has potential to add up very well. Well. And here's the thing too, okay? Um, and they do such a good job of this in this book, Poe Dameron Freefall by Alex Seguro. Yeah, uh, on August fourth, and it's three and it's three hundred eighty-four pages. What they do such a yeah, great job of is they 
make you think into the mind of a teenager, you know, 16 years yeah. old. Now 16. All right, wants nothing more than to leave his home in the quiet move from Yavin 4 to find an adventure in a wider galaxy. But yeah. also, when you're... They make you think into the mind of a teenager. When, when, you're, when you're that age, when you're that age, you also have to think about your life in different facets and mm. different opportunities. And it's... Mm. In, in this book, they, did, they made a great job of convincing us, the reader, and Poe himself, that going with those smugglers that offer Poe a job piling them off world, that it makes us feel, you know? And a lot of times, books don't make you feel. They don't Mm -hmm. elicit that emotional reaction. But this one, it feels like an opportunity. He can't, like, honestly, I'm there, I'm reading it, I'm the character. It feels like an opportunity that I could not refuse. Yes, Absolutely, absolutely. Definitely feels like an opportunity can't refuse. Which is, quite frankly, and we are going to get into spoiler territory here. Um, the fact that it feels like an opportunity he can't refuse makes it even crazier when it turns out that by the time he finds out the smugglers are actually part of the fearsome criminal enterprise called the Spicer and Kaijimi, he's already in too deep. Yeah, because it's like, whoa, he just found out these guys are part of a fearsome criminal enterprise, but this had seemed like can't miss opportunity like he can't refuse his opportunity but then it turns out and you know of course unfortunately by the time he does find that out spoilers he is already in too deep and like honestly when you talk about too deep we're brought back to that summer in the pool where it's like do it do it jump in the deep end jump in the deep end but when you're there you can't get out you gotta you gotta swim out and this it's Alex Aguro from Poe Damon Freefall, 384 pages, released August 4th. What he, what he, what he does, honestly, a great job of, and Oscar's character, Poe Damon, brings it out, is putting us into these situations of, uh oh, you know, life have, has consequences, and sometimes it doesn't work out the way it is because um, by the time he finds out, they're actually part of this fearsome criminal enterprise. And he's already mm-hmm. in too deep. Yeah, yeah. And so then, so it's already like, whoa, this opportunity uh, to find adventure in a wider galaxy, this opportunity seems like an opportunity can't refuse. That's like already crazy. But then it's like, by the time he finds out Smokes are actually part of the fearsome criminal enterprise called the Spice Ranger Kajini, he's already in too deep, which is like, okay, you're at a 10 now. But then on top of that, on top of that, you throw in his burgeoning friendship and perhaps even more with this one young spice runner, Zori, Zori Blaise from the movie. Uh, and it's like, well, wait, now this is even more incentive for Poe to stick around, even though he's in too deep, though, now. And, like, you're sitting there like, is this life even once or even the life he's meant for? Like, I'm in the stratosphere now. Emotionally and intellectually, I'm in the stratosphere with this book. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, with danger closing in, Poe will have to figure out where he stands and what he stands for. That's the only way I can see out of this, is he has to, he's going to have to figure that out. And is it the life he's meant to live and even the life he wants? And here's, here's the thing about it, is we all in life... At least for me, and this is why this is... They're telling... And this is the best part about storytelling. And honestly, like mm. this this book, it's you know it's an ebook, hardcover, three hundred eighty four pages. Um, it's covered by Phil Noto, um, who does. I mean, look at it. Look at the cover. 
right? Like that's that's Poe. That's, that's Isaac. That, hey, that's you, Oscar. I see you there that, on that cover. That is Poe, and it's clear that there's been a change. There's been an age. He's been de-aged. All right. Mm-hmm. Not to say that Poe looks, you know, super old in that in it, but you can tell that this is a person. But he, it's just here's the hey, he, sidebar real quick though. Isn't it like we'll just add this out? But isn't it so weird that Oscar keeps trying to convince us that he's playing Timothy Chalamet's brother in Dune and not his dad? Like we, everyone knows he's playing his dad. He just keeps being like, no, I'm actually his brother. Like, it's so funny. Everybody thinks that I'm actually his brother. Like, I'm actually his younger brother. It's like, dude. Anyway. Yeah, so they de-age him for this. They, they, did, they did de-age him for this. Mm-hmm. But back to... And it's so strange looking at the cover, because it's like, you can judge a book by its cover, but I'm like, well, I don't have to. I read the whole book. Yeah, I mean, it's like... So looking at this cover, is just like, You know, wow. they say you can learn a lot from reading the first and the last page, but I read mm-hmm. the whole... I read. Yeah, yeah there I read actually 382 other pages. Yeah, that I read of this. I, book. I mean, I mean, it's 384 pages. Um, you know, beautiful design by Lee Ziski. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, absolutely. I, I, it, the, the, the fact that I didn't know that it was designed it kind of speaks to how natural it all yes. was. Yeah. Yeah. But going back, absolutely. but going going back to these universal stories, these universal mm-hmm. themes, you know, the and, mono myth. And Josh, you talked about this a bunch with Resistance, of you being like, there isn't this large underlying theme of what we're supposed to be feeling and thinking about, but not this one, because in this, his burgeoning friendship and perhaps more with. You know, one spice runner Zori was mm-hmm. even more of an incentive for him to stick around, and even though he may already be in too deep, yeah, yeah, and that's it's also it it adds a level of complexity. Like, okay, he's in he's he's in too deep, but even when we're at our 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 darkest moments, we still have options. We still have incentives. Mm-hmm. We're still operating. Like, he could give up. Or, you know, there's this incentive of not just a friendship, not just more, perhaps in burgeoning friendship, and perhaps <laughs> more. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I mean, just even on top of all that, because he's in too deep, but he's got this incentive and this burgeoning, perhaps more friendship. But on top of all of that, I think, you know, we talk about, like, what's a movie about and then what's a movie of about right like what's the dark knight about like dark knight's about batman what what's the dark knight about yeah it's about yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, it, is it about the amount of control we're able to give up to to stem the tide of chaos what is this book about you know it's like oh well poe he's in too deep and part of this fearsome criminal enterprise and perhaps more with one young spice runner but it's more about at the end of the day at the end of the day if i had to say what this book is about it's like um, Poe has to figure out where he stands and what he stands for. And here's here's the thing too that I love, and you know me, I'm a big Force guy. Is mm-hmm. we also touch on Manifest Destiny? Is this the life he's meant to have? Is it even the life he wants? And honestly, yeah. just the idea of this sense of agency of okay, 
um, are we meant to have a life? Like, were we meant to be po' boys growing up and going yeah. through yeah. Um, all of the chiseling workouts and all of those big books? You know, a book like this, 384 pages that we read in a day yeah. on August 4th. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Well, does that count the front and back covers? Is that pages? But no, that's separate. The pages are actually like the numbers. And, and there's actually more pages than there's numbered usually. And no, we didn't like skim. All right. Um, we know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. is this a life that he's meant to have or is it even the life he wants? And then it just really gets into, uh, you know, does he deserve it? Like when do you do you does every person out there deserve to have the life that they want or that they have? Mm-hmm. Or should mm-hmm. they just, you know, should he just shut up and stop complaining and, you know, figure out what he stands for? Because he he's going to have to yeah. figure out what he stands for and where he stands. Oh, oh, that's what and where he stands. a lot of people. And I'm, a lot of people. OK, sorry for interrupting, Josh. A lot of people are like, what do you stand for? And not enough people in Alex Aguru in Poe Dameron Freefall great great book um great publishing company too disney lucasfilm press is also Mm -hmm. when when you say stand for that presupposes where you're standing and this Mm -hmm. this this book gets into where he has to figure out where he stands and what he stands for knowing what you stand for is important but you know, oh, I stand for justice, but I'm standing in the guest bathroom of my parents' house. Well, then no one's going to see you there. Hello? Yeah, I mean... Doesn't it, matter. Does, where do you stand also? Where do you st- stand? And honestly, too, what do you stand for? Like, if you're standing in, like, um, a, a, a rally or a protest, but you don't know what you're there for... What are you doing? You know, why are you th- yeah. why are you there? You gotta have both. So it's you gotta have both. It honestly it throws in a level of um, efficacy, a level of yeah, and very prescient real world of discourse, explication I would say. to the idea of mm-hmm. not just standing from a um, a perspective of what. But also it adds just something that, honestly, a casual reader, um, those you simps out there, you're not going to understand it, but it adds another level of layers of where he stands. He has to figure out mm-hmm. where he stands. Mm-hmm. And, of course, what he stands for. And I guess we've gotten so deep into the weeds. this book already. As I already said, spoilers, you know, spoilers for this book, but, you know, we've already spoiled so much. Um, so I, I don't feel, um, too bad telling you my favorite part of the, at the end of the book or near the end or the middle-ish end or towards or a little before or after the climax, the, the part where, um, Poe figures out where he stands and what he stands for was, uh, huge. Wow. Wow. And honestly too, it's all about the contrasts. So it's all right. Let's 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 think about this for a second. OK, it's it's the hero's journey. So he is <laughs> he wants nothing more than to leave his home on quiet moon of Yavin for a quiet moon Yavin four. And he wants to find adventure. But he finds out that these smugglers are part of this 
and you know there's criminal enterprises but then this is a fearsome like th- it adds this is you know you you look at okay those groups that were in episode seven hunting Han Solo, a little kitty, a little, you know, PG, like, Oh, they have one has like a red eyeball. Okay. Whatever this, this is a fearsome criminal enterprise. Mm-hmm. And it just, uh, it, when you, when Poe is already in deep and, it just figuring out where he stands and what he stands for. That's honestly why I was, that's, that's what I'm here for. That's why I, that I, that's why I was reading it, where he stands, yeah, what he stands for. We, this is why we do stories. This is a story is for moments like this moments, where, um, moments. Poe has to figure out, um, where he stands and what, um, what he stands for. And I guess Another, I guess kind of winding down here, we can only, uh, you know, really gone into the weeds here. It's very inside baseball, but I, I do, I would hit him, hit him with the analytics, myself. hit him with the analytics. Let's deep dive. I, I'm going to do just that. And I'd be kicking myself. Um, if I didn't take some time to talk about in this book, Pony Freefall, Free Fall, how the uh, ISBN for the hardcover is 9781368051668. Preach. The ISBN for the ebook is 9781368056595. Whoa, whoa. Preach, preach. I was just about um, to say so that. that. I was just about to say that. Four, a four number difference. The last four numbers are different there. What are some other, you know, um, four numbers? Well, can we talk about um, Phil Noto? Star Wars uh, Episode Eight, V I I I, four numerals there, and Poe Dameron is in that movie. Also, THX eleven thirty eight is four numbers. Also, the last four of your social security number, that's four numbers. Uh, the last four digits of your phone number, that's four numbers. And so we see this motif showing up. Not just within Star Wars, but in the real world as well. And it's one of those things where it's like, yes, this is fairy tale, but the the micro facets of it, the characters, the feelings, the heart, four numbers, you know, one six 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 versus six five nine five. These are real things that are in our world that we can see outside of our own windows. And so, while the spaceships are very fanciful, the stakes still feel real. And let me let me piggyback on that, okay? So to you mm-hmm. Poe heads out there that um, think that this is just for kids and you think that these stories, you know, it's just for these like... Because it's a canon young adult. Novel. It's just mm-hmm. these, it's just for these nerds that like Star Wars. This, this is real life and these are telling real stories, okay? I honestly, okay, and I'm being honest here, I dare you to not relate to this story. Because think think about mm-hmm. it. We all grew, and I dare you not to read it. And it is 384 pages, so it's a little bit of we we mm-hmm. read it so quickly. August fourth, um, we read it all in a, a day. But I dare you to read this and not come out with the same takes that we that we had because mm-hmm. he wants nothing more. Okay, nothing more. We talked about this at, at length. Than to leave his home on the quiet on the quiet moon Yavin Four to find adventure and 
as a kid, as a young adult, like we all live in, you know, hopefully quiet situations. Um, maybe some are a little bit more turbulent than, than others, but at our, at our core as human beings, we want adventure, you know, that's why you leave home and you go find that adventure. And this honestly, it just shows so much like, I know Josh, you're, you're, you were not a big episode nine guy. You've, you're well documented on the on the podcast but would you say yeah. that this book provides so much context to that seven minute blip on episode nine to make that all worth it um i mean i would say by the time he finds out the smugglers are actually part of a fearsome criminal enterprise called the spice runners of kaijimi poe is in too deep and that he does have a burgeoning friendship and perhaps even more with one young spice runner, Zori, who's Zori Bliss from the movie um, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. And here's the thing, too, is episode nine, it, we clearly know where Poe stands because we see him mm-hmm. and then what he stands mm-hmm. for. And yeah, th- but how did he decide those things? Yeah, and it was it because he was in too deep? Was it because of perhaps more? Mm-hmm. Was it burgeoning? Was it incentive? Was it, was it because was it burgeoning she friendship? Death? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um. Pretty wild. And then you know, you know, yeah, I complain about Rise of Skywalker a lot, and you know, blah blah blah. And I think one of the big complaints is, and, and a complaint from throughout the sequel trilogy is, what's all this new stuff? Show us a little bit more. You also like, why can't we go back to an old planet? We got five seconds of Tatooine, but like, let's go back to Hoth. Let's go back to, you know, Bespin. Let's let's see these old familiar planets. And so, to get to go back to Yavin Four, which is from the very first Star Wars movie, yeah. and get a little more information, like just this idea that this planet we've known for so long, this iconic planet that's been around since 1977, is quiet. And it's quiet. And I was just like, wow. Like, just to get more information about that kind of stuff just enriches the world so much. Like, now I'm watching episode four again, and I'm watching Luke and Biggs talk in the uh, hangar there on Yavin 4, and I'm just thinking, wow, it's quiet. And that that was the part that was chilling for me, okay? So Mm -hmm. I at first thought adventure, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm in too deep with this. But I thought... Life finds a way with this because mm-hmm. you think in real life, um, you know, there's all these monuments and statues and parks who actually lives there. And this provides context on Poe lives there. He lives, yeah. he, he lives, he wants to leave his home on the quiet moon Yavin for to find adventure in the wider galaxy. All right. Where he wants nothing more, but his dad wants him to stay put. And that's something that we can relate yeah. to, too, is um, it's not that, and no, no spoilers, it's not that his dad doesn't want the best for him. It's just he wants his, him to stay put. And we've seen that in story mm. after story. Um, well, you know what? Honestly, listeners, we could go on. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's just making me want to read the book again. Talking about it is just making me yeah, want to read it and all over Honestly, again. you know, this... These 384 pages um, by Alex Aguru, Poe Dameron, Freefall, mm-hmm. they just, they blew it by. It's, it's Oscar. Well done being the actor for this character. Wow. I mean, isn't, uh, uh, yeah. isn't, 
Wow. Without Oscar. Great. We're so lucky you're our Without Oscar, this isn't, none of this is possible. None of this. No. 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 And he did such a good job, and we're so proud of him. Um, Aren't we lucky? And I guess if I just had a closing thought on this, it would be um, that it uh, did come out on August 4th, 2020. Yeah. And for me, I would also. I would I would just note that it is 384 pages, so it's not for the faint of heart. All right, like if you're a person that doesn't have the mental acuities to read it, then get a friend. And then also, um, if you're asking when in the Star Wars universe is this set, I would also say that I believe it was around 18 ABY. Um, for those that were asking that that question, so just just yeah. to answer yeah. it before people are asking on Twitter around eighteen ABY, okay? Yeah, and Phil Noto did do the jacket. So, Josh, um, do you have a final like a final take? I've I've got like one comment, but um, um, if I if I had to, I feel like we've talked about it so much. I'm blue in the face and we've turned over every rock and nook and cranny about this whole book. But I guess if there was one thing, um, I wanted to reiterate at the end here, it'd be that, but she died an untimely death and Poe was left alone with his father, Cat's Dameron, who struggles with grief and a desire to keep his son safe. And listeners, and you know, we're really good with this. This is why you listen to this podcast is we talk about things and give light to things that deserve this in the Star Wars universe. And one thing is we interact with our fans on a, on a level that you don't see these other podcasters. So here's what I'm going to challenge you, Poeheads. All right? I want you to annotate this. All right? Pick a paragraph or two and explain to me, I slide into our DMs, and explain to me the chapter that you read and where it is the story, and why you like it so much. But first, make sure you explain that part of the annotation so that, um, you know, if I share it, all of our other listeners have context. And that would be great for you so that you can be at the same level that we are. And then, you know what? We get get to see where you stand and what you stand for. Yes. Mm. Beautiful. Well, um, that was our latest episode of Book Boys um, for our good, good friend, Oscar. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. Um, Way to go, man. I mean, you're one of the good ones. You're one of the good ones. Um, If you'd like to follow us, um, poboyspodcast at gmail.com is our email, at poboyspodcast on whatever handles that you can think of. And, um, you know, until the next one, and there's going to be a next one. 